John Fear, uh, former vice president of Travelers Insurance Company, sales trainer extraordinaire, agency uh, guru and uh, consultant. Uh, thank you for joining me on uh, Uncaptive Agents. We're talking today about the future of the insurance industry, the uh, future of the insurance agency industry over the next three to five years. Lots of things are causing change to speed up, not the least of which is COVID-19, which has changed uh, agency operations in many respects over the last few months. I just want to pick your brain, get your perspective on uh, what the agency is going to look like in the next three to five years. Talking uh, with a, another friend uh, this morning, uh, he really makes the point that if you're not a sales organization, you don't have much of a future. And that's been your uh, drumbeat. If I, if I could say, if there's one person that I know in this industry who has really made that point over the last decade at least, it's John Fear. So talk to me a little bit about how you see the agency evolving, but also the roles inside the agency. What do those look like? Uh, yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, and it's funny because for years I could never, I could never get a, a approved as a continuing education instructor because exactly that, like you said, I'm always the sales guy. And I always tell people, you know, we say that like it's a bad word, but at the end of the day, what you have to go back and look at your definition for what sales is. And mine is helping a client identify their unique needs and then offering a product or service to meet those needs. Now, when you start looking at that, it, it, it really almost doesn't matter what industry you're in. And, and so let's take it back to the COVID stuff. Because again, last night I'm talking with a, a daughter of a friend of mine who's in, who's a, a teacher, a seventh grade teacher. And she is just beside herself because they've gone back to school. The kids are wearing masks. She's like, John, I'm spending my entire time keeping people six feet away, reminding them to wear their masks, wash their hands. That's not what I got in this for. And so I simply said to her, I said, well, what did you get into it for? And she's like, what? You know, and, and even in, in your book, shameless promotion right? <laughs> that you haven't been there for. The business is you. And that's the whole point. Like I look at it and this whole thing with COVID uh, and those of you who don't know me, um, Tony, you do. And I know your guest this morning does as well. I see the glass as half overflowing because we look at it and we say, wait a minute, we're at a point now where we're not talking about making minor changes or tweaking this in your agency. Or, oh my God, do I take the risk to do that? We're at a point where you might look at it and say, I got to rethink the entire way that I'm doing things. And it can go all the way to there. Or if somebody is doing well already, then let's do that. And I was sharing with her, my friend's daughter, the other, the other night. And I said to her, I said, one of my favorite books I bought because of the title. It's done by Dr. Warren Worsby. And the title of the book is The Bumps Are What You Climb On. Hmm. The bumps are what you climb on. And what he starts the whole book with this scenario is you're walking down life's path. And this could be your business path. I don't care if you've been in business six months or 60 years and you're going down and all of a sudden there's an obstacle that's placed in the middle of it. Now he says, we're broken down into three groups that basically decide what we're going to do. Some people just say, you know what? I guess this is as far as I'll go then. I was planning on going further, but I'll just stop right here. And if that rock moves, I'll go ahead and I'll change things. 
There is another group, though, that looks at it and says, okay, this is a time to make a choice. Do I go left? Do I go right? And they make the proverbial coin flip as to which way they're going to go. And they flip a coin, not understanding what's the, and the new path that they're taking, but they're going to take it anyway. And Dr. Worsby's point is the people who benefit the greatest are those individuals who say, you know what, this is an opportunity. This was never here before. If I climb on top of this rock, I can see things that I wouldn't have seen if I just had continued on the path. Mm-hmm. And that's more of what I look at it from where the opportunity that's we're in right now. Everybody wants to return to normal. It's kind of like, okay, well, that supposes normal was the best. Right. Whereas now we can change things. We can do things. In organizations, like I said, it's one of those things of sales almost becomes a dirty word. Like I, when I go around, I consult with different agencies. I have a sheet that I send out ahead of time called the day in the life. And I send it to every person from the receptionist to the owner of the agency. Tell me what a typical day in your life is like. And, you know, it has very simplistic questions. What do you, what do you do best? What do you need help with? What is your agency known for? What are some things that we can work with? And describe a good day for me. And I tell you the most common response I get on describing a good day is that the phone doesn't ring. Uh Uh-oh. And I sit there and I say, yeah, because who's on the other end of that phone anyway? Oh, that's right. It's the person who pays your salary. And the point when I put it in that way, because everybody thinks, well, okay, Tony pays my salary. He's the guy that's the signature on the bottom of the check. Mm, yeah, Tony writes the check, but who put the money in Tony's account? And it is always our clients, and it is always making that sale at the end of the day. And I think that that's one of the things that during this time, we have to readjust. We have to rethink you know, what we're in this business for, and that is actually to provide, understand our client's need, provide that service or product that meets that need. And so one of the things that we can talk about is, okay, what are the tools that you should implement in doing that? What's the process? And as you were saying, I'm a sales guy. In my mind, I always say, "Mm -hmm, I'm, I'm all about the sales process though. Here's the things that go on. And I think that we need to do as an, as a, as an organization, and I mean that uh, as an entity of insurance, we need to do a better job of understanding Oh, okay, what is the best way to do this? Because tools aside, and let me just kind of have that. So again, I was talking with a, another agency the other day, and he's like, oh, I got this tool, I got that tool, I got that tool. And I'm like, okay, how does that help you make more sales? And it was almost like he was, he was dumbfounded. He goes, what do you mean, more sales? And I said, yeah, I mean, are you experiencing a greater close ratio? Are you getting more leads? How does all that stuff pump in this? Like, Oh, it's a really cool tool, John. And I'm like, I'm sure it is, but yeah, you understand tools are meant. And this is what, and, and it was interesting as I was reading through some of your questions on there, one of the things I always like to tell people is technology. Because everybody wants to be in tech. Oh, I want to be technology. What's the latest? What's the greatest? And I try to remind people is that you understand that technology is to enhance client interaction, not replace it. Right. It's to enhance it. So when we talk about big data, we talk about artificial intelligence, we even talk about just simple things like email and texting. Well, it enhances that opportunity for you to interact with that client, but you'll see people who want to get a text off and then like, okay, done. I've communicated with the clients. Have you? 
You know, John, I, I tend to think about uh, technology in the same way you do. I, to me, it, it removes the drudgery. Uh, and, and the real promise of the new technology that's coming our way is that more and more drudgery gets removed. So you got more and more time on your hands. And so, uh, you know, what I would say is what makes a great day is when the phone rings, you get a chance to talk to a person, right? Uh, because all the, all the drudgery has gone, you right. know? Yeah. And, right. and so, uh, you know, th th there's a choice in the future. Uh, people are going to buy, some people are going to buy insurance from an algorithm. Right. So if you want the cheapest, if that's your thing, uh, or maybe even want the best at the cheapest price, well, an algorithm can do that for you. But the algorithm doesn't climb inside your body or your soul and your mind and, and really think about what keeps you up at night. What worries right. you that you want to take care of? If that's the thing that a human being does. And so to me, the promise of technology is those of us who love doing that are skilled at doing that are going to have more time to focus on that beautiful thing, which is the relationship you're talking about. I, I agree. Because yeah. it's, it's, it's even within systems. Like one of, the, one, of the, one of the best things that we do, and I, I think I shared with Ashley as well, is uh, my wife and I went on an inn up here in the Adirondacks. And it's interesting because I always talk about the balance of high tech, high touch. How do you balance those two things, having that personalized relationship? Now, at our inn, you can go ahead and you can look at pictures of our inn. You can see our availability calendar and everything else. You know the one thing you can't do through my website? Look. You can't make a reservation. Yeah. And we are deliberate about that because you know why? I want to talk to you. I want to understand why you're coming to this area. So you know what? We can do things like get out trail maps for you, especially in, in COVID now. We will get things, brochures from different places. We can even call and make reservations because a lot of things, even that are outdoors, they're going ahead and requiring reservations ahead of time. When would you like to do that? How do you want to do these things? One of my best examples is we had a, and again, think of it, uh, and I, I think I also told Ashley, I have a continuing education class that's actually been approved for CE credits called the business of insurance. Uh -huh. And when I talk about in, there's three things. First thing is, what's your brand? And, and you have that in your book as well. It's like, okay, why you? What's the whole thing behind you as an agent? Why are you doing this? Right. The second thing is measuring and managing. That's the second part of my presentation. And the third thing is having extraordinary customer experiences. And here's one of the ones that, sorry, I like to tell the boast, best, it was these two sisters that were coming to visit us. And one of the questions we always ask people is, what has you coming to town? Now, now again, insurance agencies, here's the tie back in the business of insurance. We write people every single day and we have no idea why they're going ahead and calling us. Because mm -hmm. we don't ask them. We know how they heard about us. We have no idea what's motivating them to call us right now. So we always ask them, we say, well, what has, you, what has you coming to town? Well, John, actually, our mom died when we were four and six, respectively. And we just haven't had a chance to come back and really kind of come to the grave. We want to come this year. It's been 50 years. We want to come back and memorialize her. And so I was sort of like, oh, you know, very close to my mom. Here's just empathetic statements. I'm interacting with them and everything else. And so sure enough, I thought, well, you know what? I should look up and see if they're coming here. I wanted, they were four and six years old when their mom was buried. Where is she at? And so sure enough, I searched the internet for graveyards in Scroon Lake, New York. 
Uh, and sure enough, doesn't Google return? There's a website out there called findagrave.com. Well, I am from a 1600 person town in the Adirondacks. No way we're going to be on there. And yet we are. And I just came back on the phone and said, now, if it's not too personal, then let me know. But what was your mom's name at the time of her passing? So they gave me the name and everything else. Sure enough, find her mom's gravestone. Now, imagine check-in process. And we do the same thing in insurance, right? We, here's your accord forms. I need you to sign this supplemental. I need you to find this, you know, waiver of, uh, you know, no flood insurance, blah, blah, blah. Sign all this stuff. It's very sterile. I have that form too. Here's your down payment. Here's the do's and don'ts while you're here and everything else. However, the next page I flip is, oh, directions from our parking lot to their mom's grave. Right. And they're like, what? It's like, well, you also told us your grandparents owned a little inn up here. So we actually checked with the historical society. They got some information. They're only open Tuesdays and Wednesdays from 10 to 2. They're expecting you though. I look back at my client during check-in. Mm -hmm. When they're purchasing their policy, if you will, and tears are coming down their eyes. It, you know, you look at it and you say, okay, there's probably my best example of how do you manage high tech, high touch, being a personalized individual. And again, we, we, I know technology. I'm out there on, on TripAdvisor. We're ranked number one. We're in the top 10% of the places in the country to stay. And there's where you have it. So you can balance those two things make that your client's experience. To your point, it, you know, if, if you're little more than an algorithm, good luck, because you've already lost that battle. Well, I, I think you're probably giving some encouragement to, to people who are listening, because I know that many agents are really, they're concerned about the future because they, they may feel that, you know what, if I'm not a tech expert, if I, don't, right. if I don't have the best website, if I don't have all those tools, well then what's my future? But I think really, John, if I summarize what you're telling us is the future for the agency, the successful agency, is one that has relationships with people, okay, yes. uh, on some basis, right? So, so let's set that aside for a second and say, all right, uh, you know, you've done work with uh, QQ Solutions and other tech companies over the years. You know, I know you're very skilled at, at using data and technology and those kinds of things to help agents understand how to run their agencies better. Right. Um, so talk to us a little bit about how, you know, what are the things that you think, again, uh, we're on this uh, fast acceleration because COVID moved, you know, for example, we're doing this uh, conversation today on Zoom, which nobody was using five months ago. Right. And, and, and probably Zoom is, is going to be what, what we are going to be using in three to five years for this kind of technology is going to be so much better than what we have today because it's going to rapidly evolve. So we don't know what that looks like, but um, how do you see technology evolving uh, in the insurance agency business to support the relationship building that you're talking about? How do you see that over the next, say, three or four years? Well, and again, I think it really is, whether or not it's Zoom on steroid or it's just it's using the applicable tools. Like I think some of the stuff that goes into are a lot of the predictive modeling and so forth. Like Zoom, yes, it can be. I was actually sitting here when I'd seen, seen your questions on, I'm thinking, boy, with that one there, all I could think of was Princess Leia and R2-D2. 
you remember that thing where she was projected as a hologram and everything else that was on there. And it, it was kind of a hologram story. So I was at a, con- I was at, just real quick. Uh, yeah, that's right. At a conference a uh, year before last and Tony Robbins was going to be there. And I was pretty excited because I'd never seen Tony Robbins speaking. And, uh, and they said, now the thing is he's at another meeting. So he's going to be here by hologram. And I'm literally 50 feet from the stage. And he comes out and he's doing his shtick. And I'm like, they're pulling our leg. He's here. He's really here. Really? Oh, yeah. I mean, he looked a little bit larger than life, but you know, he's a big guy. Right. Thinking, right. no, he's just, he's actually one of those people who's bigger in person than you expect, right? <laughs> and, and, uh, and, and he's talking, and I'm thinking, these guys have really pulled the wool on us, you know? Uh, right. He's not here by hologram. Well, he, he throws his arms out like this, and his hands disappeared. Wow. And, and he got outside the cone. And I mean, for about 15 minutes, I did not know that Tony, I mean, I, they told us, but I didn't believe them right. that he was actually there by hologram. Right. So, you know, that's happening now. That is, uh, so are we going to be uh, hologramming our way around the country? Is that what we're going to be doing? Well, the, the thing I was pointing out in that too, is if you think about that, you know, the original, that was the original Star Wars. And I'm not a, I'm not a geek in that sort of way at all, but I can remember in 19, was it 77, mm-hmm. sitting in a theater watching that movie. And that's why that was like nothing any of us had ever seen because it had things like that. But I also remind people, it's like, it's 43 years later. And those type of ideas, those concepts and everything else. But here's the point. I'll go back to my thing that our tools are simply an enhancement and not a replacement for communication. So yes, Tony Robbins, why Tony Robbins made that impact on you in a hologram is because it was Tony Robbins and he was actually doing that in another space. So yes, he was not limited by space because of that technology. But if that person had gotten up there and said, hello, Tony, Thank you for coming today. It's great to see you all. Those are still things that we, in, in communicating what we have, you know, one of, and I, I hate to sound like a broken record, but I was even talking with somebody the other day. Even in our insurance, our sales process, what are we doing? How are we using the technology that's available today to go ahead and share things? Like I share with people like stuff like, well, you know, do you appreciate when people renew with you? Oh, absolutely, John. Oh, do you tell every one of your renewals? Oh, you don't understand. I'm running a big agency. Oh, yeah, because you can't possibly tell every one of them because you can't get on YouTube and go ahead and create a video of yourself thanking people for renewals. Go ahead and then go into your agency management system, see everybody that renewed last, last week, and send them a template with a hyperlink to that thing and thank everybody who renewed last week from your. You couldn't possibly do that, can you? And I look at agents and it's just like, they just gloss over like, oh my God, I can do that. Yes, you can. You can do it today. You can do the things that you should be. You would just have to have that. Like I, I wanted to actually look and see what I'm trying to memorize. I should have put it up on the screen as far as the actual chapter that you had in the title of it. Um, when you had, you are the foundation or even in chapter four, what kind of agency do you want to start? And I know people are like, well, what kind of agent? I want to start a profitable one. Okay, but you understand, you have to understand what that is. Like we had a, I had an agent one time called me about that catalyst system. And he says, well, John, um, I am a pro bass fisherman is what he does. But he's also an insurance agent because after paying his own insurance bill, he figured out, man, I could make some money on this, on this premium on there. And it was so funny because 
I said, well, what's your goal? What do you want to do? He says, in two years, I want to quadruple my current business. Small business, you can do that. And I said, okay, but define for me what that agency is. And he goes, I don't understand what you mean, John. I said, okay, you want to quadruple in two years. Does that mean you're going to write four times as many boats? Or does that mean you're going to take your current clients and go write their commercial insurance, their home, their auto, all the rest of the stuff? Right. Because either one of those is going to go ahead and they're going to grow four times in two years. But two years from now, they will be very, very different agencies. And so that's the point when you have it. It's like, who do you want to be? Like, I'll get SIA agents that will call me and I will tell them and say, look, don't forget what it was to be a captive. And they're like, what are you talking about? And I said, captive. And I, I hate using sports analogies, but I will. I said, when you've got a client, you either hit a grand slam because you wrote everything mm-hmm. or you're struck out because they weren't in your wheelhouse for doing that, right? And they're like, absolutely. And I said, see, that's where as independent agents, we fail because we're doing high fives and belly bumps if we write a single line. And we think that's the greatest thing in the world. And it's like, wait a minute, you have all of this other stuff. So when you use technology, are you using technology and CRMs to go look for with this, not that? Are you communicating with clients? You know, if I'm down in Louisiana right now or in, um, in, the, in the panhandle, am I using my management system to communicate, here's the top 10 things you should be doing in preparation for this storm? Because, and, and keep in mind, I'm gonna hit prospects, I'm gonna hit clients I used to write, I'm gonna hit clients I currently write, and I'm gonna tell them, here's how you reduce your risk. By the way, stay safe and just fade to black. And, and you can do that in less time than we've been talking. And I, and I see a fraction of the agencies I ever work with using current technology to do that. So I know your question was about where are we going in the future? And, and I think it's going to be what we have today, only cooler, better, faster that's actually on there. So, so, so what do you think, though? Um, you just said, you know, a lot of agents won't use the tools they have today. So the likelihood is they're not going to use the tools they have tomorrow. Correct. Um, but there's increasing competition because, first of all, um, the algorithms are taking some of the business away. Direct, yes. direct, uh, direct uh, to consumer is taking some of the business away. So the so the business and personal insurance is certainly getting tougher. Certainly, uh, the acquisition of other commercial insurance agencies is making the competition in commercial lines tougher. So, and that's the way the world works. Nothing ever seems to get easier. Right. Um, so, so what do you think the future is? I mean, uh, is there a future? Right, let me put it like that. Is there a future for the agent that isn't willing to do the work to use his tools so he has the time to develop the relationship. Is that going to be tougher and tougher to do? Is he going to become extinct? How does that look to you? That agent will become extinct. Okay. And I've been listening to a lot of politicians lately and it's sort of like they can talk for 30 minutes and not answer the question. I'm vowing that agent, your days are numbered. You're gone. And here's why. And again, as you know, I'm, I'm also a religion major, so I like to always throw that every once in a while into the mix on there. There's a great verse in the Old Testament that says, if you have run with the footmen and they have wearied you, what will you do when the chariots come? Mm-hmm. And you think about that. You, if you run with the footmen and they wearied you, what will you do when the chariots come? 
I, when I work with agents who are in that way, it's sort of like, I am giving you the simplest of things. Those are just, this is so easy. It's almost ridiculous. You will become, you will become obsolete simply because you didn't use the tools. And that's what you can tell with my passion. That's what frustrates me is this is not difficult stuff that we're talking about. And again, it's, you have organizations like SIAA that have provided these tools to individuals. It's literally like, you know, it's like seeing somebody who's trying to build something and all the tools are laid out on the table. And you know what? I got my hammer. I got my chisel. That's all I need, you know, and there's doing it. And so, yes, the product may get built, but it will not get built for the taste of the audience that's coming through. It's going to look like, you know, when we were kids and I'll put you in that same, that time, you know, we're doing, we were doing woodworking in school. And I can remember the classic um, two, um, what do you call it? Lollipop sticks and a dowel. Cause we, we could make our parents a thing to pull the toast out of the toaster when you were kids. Remember, remember those things? <laughs> and it's like, those are the simplest of items. And yet I still see agents just, shaking the toast out of the toaster when even the simplest tools that are there, because as you develop those, that's where you're going to get better and better. The problem is, I think also in our industry though, is we highlight individuals who are rock stars from a technology standpoint. And what we've done is we've sat there and, and we've told agents, unless you're reaching that plateau, just hang it up. And I, I don't, I have a different attitude towards that. My point is, if you're doing more tomorrow than you did today, you're on your path. And I, and I think that as leaders in the industry, those are the things. The simplicity of teaching people how to use Facebook to communicate with their clients, how to request reviews out on Google and everything else when you're going, it, you, you create a template. And you go into your templates, hit send after you have a service call. I think there has to be some real work on our industry that says, okay, stop holding up the rock stars because you know what? That's not going to work. Let's start you off as a paint by numbers so you can actually start to see, oh, okay, when I put that color next to that color, that makes it look different. Oh, that's how you do shading. That's good. Otherwise, you know, we're, we're trying to make people into Picassos overnight. And I think we're doing a disservice to our industry with that. Well, I think that's, uh, you know, it's a good point. Uh, the, the independent agent has been a hometown fixture, if you will, all across America for over 100 years. Uh, most agents aren't rock stars. They're solid uh, folks that uh, go to church on Sunday or, you know, coach yeah. Little League or whatever, make a really good living. Uh, contribute to their communities and make a difference where they live. Um, and my guess is that's going to be the same way in another five years. That's not going to change. It's just that the way they go about some of the tasks they do need to change. Yes. Um, so, you know, I'm one of those who's very optimistic about the future of our industry. Uh, I know some are not, but I, so let me pin you down there. I mean, how do you feel? Do you, What's the uh, future of the independent agent, let's say five years from now? Is it, is it better than today, worse than today, the same, just uh, with different tools? I mean, how do you see that? I'll, I'll go full consultant on you. It depends. Okay. And, and exactly. It's one of those things of just, and, and, and here's how I mean that. It's like, 
what are we going to do today? And what are we going to do tomorrow? What are we going to do in a year? What are we going to do five years from now? And, and again, I look at it and that's why, and you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a huge proponent of groups like SIAA. And again, there's only one SIAA, but as far as in those groups, because of the exchange of ideas and the availability of those different tools to do that. You know, it's, it's one of the ones where I've talked with groups that, oh, no, we're, we're, we're a cluster. You know, here's what we do for your $100,000 agencies that now believe they're a million dollar when they get together. What I've always appreciated about your organization is the tools that you provide for your, for your agents to go ahead and actually have tangible growth in that. I think we have to set realistic goals on an agency and an organization and an industry level. And again, for the goals, because we keep, believe me, when I was back at corporate uh, and we, we merged um, with a very large bank, one of the largest banks in the world, merged into there, I would hear bank executives coming in and saying, agents will be obsolete in five years. Uh, that was like 25 years ago. Right. These were some real smart people. And what they didn't bank on is the fact that the value that agents add to their communities and to their clients. So when, when you ask where we're going to be in five, it depends. What is the value that you're adding to the product? I love the fact that we have algorithms, but I also look at it and say, wait a minute, you had lost clients. You know when they're going to renew because that's around the time they left you. What else do you need to know about that person? And yes, you can have the buying patterns, you can have that, but you know what, Tony, I can have that conversation with you too. Like as many people know, I've never really sold commercial insurance, but you know what I do? I pull out a 125 form. And if you had a restaurant, I'd say, Tony, before I get in, look at this paperwork I got to fill out before we go ahead and fill this out. So we can go ahead and really understand the risk. I just want to have a conversation with you. Talk to me about where you were when you first started this business. Where are you today? Where do you plan to be in five years? Be quiet. If I listen to people, I'm going to get year first start. I'm going to talk about how it, you talk about your seasonality. So I can start thinking, oh, workers comp. I can have a page you go workers comp. Here's the different things. You can assess. We are walking, talking algorithms that if we'll just get out of our own way and we will actually make it about the other person. We can be outstanding business people. And you have that. It's, it's like I always love when people ask, Oh, do you have a portal on your agency management system so my clients can quote their own business? And I know there's some of those things from a convenience state. That's wonderful that you can quote your own business. You can get your own certificates and everything else. A little different perspective on it. And I, I said this to one person who had come over from a sales management position at Geico, restarted her father's old agency, asked me that question, didn't buy the system I had because it doesn't do that. And all I said to her, I said, now answer one question for me. If your clients can quote their own business, what do they need you for? And that's the point. If there's no value added to what you do, if I can let people book my rooms online and they just show up and walk in, what else? What did I create? What kind of relationship do I have? The lower the relationship that I have, the less of a brand that I have, the, the quicker it is that I'm going to go out of business, regardless of what your business is. So, you know, talking to many people in the industry about the future, 
I'd have to say that that your viewpoint on this is is not only unique, but almost at a minority. I mean, I do think that you're that people are in love with technology. Uh, mm-hmm. They're in love with uh, you know algorithms as we as a as a as a shortcut for that, um, and uh, maybe losing a little bit of sight on on this relationship thing. And so. I, you know, it's not that you're a throwback at all. It's just you're reminding. <laughs> maybe you may be. My way, I just might be. <laughs> but uh, but you're reminding. I think you're reminding all of us who are listening that this is that this is always going to be a relationship business. So um, you know, with that in mind, you know, again, I want to think about the future because if if relationships stay important, and and I and I would agree with you, they're going to. Right. Um, you know, and, and, and you're encouraged because of that, because we're still going to be human beings dealing with human beings in five years. And I'm encouraged by that as well. Um, but there's still things that people need to do to get ready for, you know, things being different. So, so for example, we're having this conversation on zoom. Uh, do you see agents maybe broadening their geographic reach, uh, with technology so they can have relationships with more people or more efficiently? Uh, is that important? Uh, does it matter? Is it going to happen? What, what does that look like in your mind? That's a, it's a great question because that's one of the ones when I was kind of putting some notes together. I, I, I have this thing where I refer to as target markets. And again, got the bullseye right in the middle of the screen. And when I say that one there, it's like, basically, you are here. Because yes, you pointed out before, Agents are in their communities. They're a part of it. They look at, oh, that's Tony, my agent, you know, when you're sitting in the bleachers at the games or something on there. And they know you and they have that relationship. That's that bullseye. And that becomes where your business is located, what you do in your community and so forth. Then what I do is I draw a circle around that bullseye and say, okay, now this is your reputation. So in other words, that travel, somebody's never met you, but you know, they're in, in one of their meetings or something like that, or they're working with another contractor or at a restaurant convention. Oh, you should have my agent, Tony. Here's his information. And they will go through that. And that's your reputation, that second circle. And then I draw one other circle on the outside. And again, you can draw other ones that go into there. But here's the other one is that's your e-market. And on the outside of that, that can be something where you're not limited to it. I, I keep saying, I'm going to find out, I try to remember who this guy was, but we were doing workshops back at Travelers. And we had this one agent that came and his thing was he had cornered the market on hair salon stylists. Not the person who owned the building, but you understand they rent the chairs. They have to have a general liability policy. And his thing was this, you know, independent agents don't want to go after that, right? Because a $200 policy, 18% commission, and, and it's like not worth my time. Yeah, here's what he did. He looked at it and said, yeah, 18% commission on, on $200, only about $36 per policy. And the service is, oh, zero. The money's all paid in full. I take credit card payments for that thing. I can immediately issue a certificate of liability. I literally don't have to talk to the person afterwards. And I get $36. Now, 36 times one, not much money. 36 times 10,000? Right. He's a good living. He set up a website. He would go to the hair salon clinics or whatever, or the trade shows that they would have and everything else. And it was just, he was cleaning up and that was his e-market that he had. So 
it depends on the kind of business that you want to write, where you want to go, if you want to keep pressing that level out on there. I think that's where people are really going to use. The further you get out, the more you need technology that's on there. And then now, obviously, Zoom, all that stuff has created that on steroids where, yes, you can have these conversations. Zoom is the visual e-signature, right? Because we didn't want to e-sign stuff, print it out, got to put an envelope, send it. Now I've got to wait for somebody to send it back. It's like, hey, Tony, I'm really sorry. I wasn't able to make it over there today. However, let me pull up on my screen. Here's the policy. Let me highlight a couple of things. Let's go over this. If that's all good, I tell you what, let me send you the e-sign. Hey, have a great time at your kid's baseball game tonight. Are you, are you talking to your clients about using things like Zoom like all the time every day? So, you know, I, I, I wonder why anybody, if they had a choice, would have a phone conversation anymore. Because you get the voice, you have the tonality of the voice on the phone, but you don't have the, the expression, you don't have the yeah. connection. So, I mean, the, the CSR in the office or the salesperson or whatever, I mean, why would you not do uh, FaceTime or Zoom or something like that with everybody all the time? Don't know. I, I don't know. And that's what it is. So you're, the, the answer is absolutely. Because before GoToMeeting was some sort of corporate thing. I don't even know where GoToMeeting went. <laughs> you know, <laughs> It's gone, obviously. Right. And Zoom has become the Google of interaction. And you're right. You know, in classes that I teach, I talk about nonverbals that are on there. Like if you're there and you're talking and I'm you know, going around, it's like, oh, yeah, great point, Tony. I really appreciated that. You know, it's like, no, I didn't even hear you. Those are the kind of things that you want to be looking for in those meetings. And you can look at it and say, oh, wow, I see you got like a little little plant there on the back. Or what is that, a, a plane on your desk or whatever on there? Yeah. You know, and I know you like to fly because I've flown with you. So there's different things that are out there. Just like, okay, I get to know you as a person. And we have that. That's why I say some of the old school the things that are important in face-to-face, -face, the way we do business, they don't become any less important because the medium that we have used has changed. I I'm going to be as effective, if you will, in that type of communication because I can't keep my hand out of the screen right. on there. It's, it's one of those things I'm going to be as effective. Do I prefer in person? Absolutely. Um, but well, is this a viable method? Yes. A, business, a business coach of mine says that Zoom is not a communications technology. It's a transportation technology. I, I would agree with that. You know, and Great so point. there's another uh, thing, you know, so you're an agent. And if you can do Zoom calls with people, instead of driving all over town, if you live in, in a place bigger than where you live, of course, I mean, right. you can get across town in 30 seconds. But On my bicycle. <laughs> in many large communities, I mean, it's a 30, 45-minute commitment each direction to go right. see somebody. You, you eliminate all that. So one of the things that I think is really exciting about this transportation technology that we're using is not only can we broaden our market if we want to, but we just get a whole lot more efficient with our time. Absolutely. Uh, and so we can, we can help more people and grow our revenues. You couldn't do that six months ago. I mean, you could, right. no one, but, but right. you could do it, but the other person wasn't equipped. Right. So, right. so now everybody's equipped. So um, anyway, I, I just wonder, but there's agents out there who are not using this, really easy to use technology. And, right. and so when you, again, I think you have to go through with the industry. And one of the things I had a great mentor back at Travelers, I think you may have met him, Skip Daigle. 
And it was interesting because Skip, one of the most important lessons that Skip taught me when I was in his area, he said, John, every time you speak to a crowd, break it into thirds. And I'm like, okay, Skip, what's that? And he said, okay, because there's going to be a third of the people that before you open your mouth, they think that you're the stupidest person they've ever heard. And this is the biggest waste of time they've ever had in their professional career. And they, they don't listen to you. He says, now there's another third that is kind of listening. They're looking around to see how other people are reacting. They're considering what you're saying and everything else. And they're not, they're not jumping right into it, but you know what? You, you give me something to think about. And he said, there's another third who by the end of your first paragraph, they're like, thank you, Lord. Somebody gets it. Here's what's happening on here. And so I think when we think about our industry, we have to look at that as well, is that, so when we talk about the industry in a whole, yeah, are there going to be some early adopters? Are there going to be people out there? Yes, there's some people that are at the forefront of it. And the only caution I give to them is saying, technology is not a replacement, but rather an enhancement for client communication. There's going to be another, there's that second third that's in the middle that, that's why I say our responsibility as industry leaders with the tools is to say, okay, Tony, let me walk you through this. Yep. Stop holding up these ideals and get people that are on there. The other third, they're not going to listen anyway. So I, I don't, I don't, I don't care if they don't hear me, to be honest with you, because I'm going to focus, as Skip said, focus on the two thirds. And I, and I think setting those type of mental goals is the same thing. Why I tell people setting physical goals, you know, we want to have in our agency, we want to set goals. Hey, here's where we're going to go. And here's your stretch goal. And the stretch goal is twice what you're ever going to make. So it's like, but we feel good about setting it. And I always, the, the scenario I give with that, it's sort of like, let's say you're a high school track person in high school and your personal best is six feet. Well, you're running down the thing or whatever, and you do a high jump and you hit your personal best of six feet. And you're like, holy cow, my first run. I've got two more attempts or whatever on this. You go back to the starting blocks, you turn back and they raise the bar to seven feet. Now what's going on in your mind? You're like, that bar is going to hurt when I hit it. You know, there is no way I'm doing it. You're already defeatist. But let's say I get you back to the starting blocks. You're already feeling great about six feet. I raise it to six one. You're thinking, you know what? I did not get that good a start last time. Now I raise it to 6-2. Oh, better start. If I really pump my arms, 6-3. Oh, good start, arm pump, arch my back a little bit more. Already mentally, you're jumping 6-3 where you would have been content to stop at it. And so I think part of it is we have to be careful as leaders what we present out there as attainable and achievable goals to adopting technology. And the other thing I'll, I'll say on that one there too is I always tell people, you can run a successful business if you remember one principle. Revenue must exceed expenses. <laughs> you know, and I know it's like, yeah, okay, John, you're, you're a genius, right? But, but here's the point. And why I say that is you have to look at, I'm asking you to have an expenditure, like e-signature, let's just say. And some people are like, oh, John, I'm really on a budget. And I'm like, wait a minute, how long does it take you to print something? Highlight the little plates, put those little sticky things, throw it in an envelope that, by the way, you had to buy, and you had to buy the paper, and you had to buy the ink to put it, put it in the thing. Now wait five days, put a reminder on something. If that costs you more than 80 cents a business day, you're wasting money because you can get InsureSign or a DocuSign for about $15 a user license. 
for the month on there and send them unlimited. And I think it's, it's always, if these really are business people that we're talking about, which insurance agents should be, I think we have to do a better job positioning the revenue to expense ratio of some of this technology, not like, oh, technology's cool and everybody should have it and here's what happened. So that's just my two cents worth on that aspect. So, so if I could, if I could kind of summarize our conversation, here's what I'm, I'm really uh, coming through. And uh, you know, one is uh, there's gonna, there's a future for the agent. It's about relationships. Yes. It's about providing value uh, and running a good business. And it's about putting uh, technology in perspective as a tool, not a be all and end all. I mean, I'm, I'm really hearing that. Um, so let me ask you this: if, if I could, if you could wrap all this up. And, and, and for our listeners out there, so, you know, I'm a typical agent, uh, overwhelmed with my day, uh, thinking about the future, wanting to be ready for it, not sure exactly what I need to do to make sure that I'm going to be one of those survivors that we talk about. Um, if there was one thing that I could do uh, today that would help me down the path, what would that one thing be? Use your management system. And I'm not saying this because I broke, because I haven't even said the management system. Use your management system as I always refer to it as your maypole around which everything rotates. Management systems today, if you can use that instead of as just, oh, that's my accounting or that's where my downloads come into. If you use your the management system that nearly every agent has as your primary client communication device, you start there. And it expands out whether or not you're using a CRM. If you're asking people to like you out on Facebook or review you on Google or anything like that, it starts in that middle and then it will expand out based on what, as you say in, in your book or whatever, it's about your brand. What is your agency? Like, huh. People don't even, they have, oh, here's my physical location. And I love that because that's just been thrown right to the wind, whether or not you're getting appointments and everything else. I don't always ask agents, really, how many walk-in clients do you have? Yeah. You know, like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> oh, so nobody comes into that building, but that's a good idea to rent it and pay the expenses and everything else. But that's not where you sell anything. Right. So it's like, remind me again why you have it. And yeah. I think that those are the things, but I, I can't, anytime I ever hear that there's an agency who does not have a management system and does not plan on one, my most, my most common question after that is, what's your hobby? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. change the subject. Yeah, exactly, because your business is not long for this. So if you haven't decided what hobby you're going to take up in retirement, that is in, in, impending, I guarantee right. <laughs> you, um, because you, and, and I always want to say that, the industry is not making you obsolete. You are making a conscious choice to be obsolete. Right. Good. Well, hey, John, I really appreciate uh, you joining me for a few minutes today. And I think the practical... Um, 
along with the inspirational has been an awesome combination in our conversation today. So I really appreciate that. Um, I, I want to make sure that anybody that's listening that wants to get a hold of you, learn more from John Fear, knows how to do it. So agencyrevolution.com is one of your uh, one of your websites for your consulting business. Johnfear.com. And uh, if they want to hear more practical wisdom, your blog is available on agencyrevolution.com. And so uh, really appreciate you being with me. And uh, thank you so much. Look forward to seeing you in person when we can actually do something besides Zooming. I will look forward to that, Tony. And thank you very much for inviting me to be a part of this and uh, really appreciate it and wish you and the missus and stay happy and healthy. Great. Thank you. I'm talking to independent agency owners about this all the time. If you'd like to have a more personalized conversation, click on the button or the link in the description and we'll make that happen. You can also reach out to me at tonycaldwell.net slash contact.